Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at UPMC.com slash CentralPAOrtho. Welcome back to The Spark. I'm Scott Lamar. This week is Sunshine Week in Pennsylvania, a time to highlight the importance of transparency in our governments. It's most often brought brought attention to by the news media, but transparency is not just for journalists. All those Pennsylvanians who are now attending school board meetings can attest to that. With us on The Spark today is Terry Mutchler, founding executive director of the Pennsylvania Office of Open Records in 2008, and now with a law firm in Philadelphia where she is chair of the firm's transparency and public data practice. Terry Mutchler, welcome to the program. It's always nice to be with you, Scott. Thank you for having me. 2008. I, when I was, I, I, I was looking at my, I was thinking back and I thought a decade ago, but it's been 15 years now. <laughs> Feels like a lifetime, that's for sure. <laughs> so what is Sunshine Week? Well, Sunshine Week is something that was started uh, by what used to be the American Society of News Editors. It's now known as News Leaders Association and the uh, with some funding from the James L. and John L. Knight Foundation. And um, Sunshine Week started in 2005 to highlight some of the issues that citizens, members of the media, and even government officials have when dealing with transparency in, in government. And, you know, in plain speak, that's basically the public records that are housed in your state local and federal agencies. Now, you just touched on this, but as I said, Sunshine Week is also is often highlighted by the media, but it is not just for the media. In fact, probably today there are fewer requests from non-reporters, right? Um that was true when I was at the Office of Open Records and still holds true. The reality is that um, up to 90 to 95% of the requests for public records in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania uh, come from um, everyday citizens. The media certainly is a microphone for that. And they're the ones that um, will also ask for records related to news stories and things like that. But it is a citizen driven law and citizens should understand how to use it, kind of the benefits to it and, um, and why it's important. All right, I'm going to ask a question that uh, seems pretty obvious, but I'm going to have you explain it because I'm sure that you'll explain it in a much better way than what most people would. What is transparency and why is it important? Uh, Well, actually, believe it or not, it's not that obvious in some ways, because what you have, at least in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is two extremes when people think of transparency. On one side, Sometimes you have citizens and members of the media that think that every public official is a criminal and that unless you turn over every document, you're anti-open government. That's not true. On the other side, you have public officials that often don't like the public. And obviously we wanna stay away from that. And also some of those officials feel like when when a citizen asks for records that they own, um, sometimes what public officials hear is, wait, you want to get through my checkbook? So I think we need to stay away from that. Transparency in government, in my view, is about a fair and equal application 
of the Right to Know Law, the Freedom of Information Act, for citizens to be able to obtain public record. Now, that doesn't mean you're gonna get the mayor's social security number. It does not mean you're gonna get like confidential proprietary trade secreted information. But when it comes to public records and budgets and, and money and um, even emails, uh, you know, those are public records and transparency in government means that a government official um, takes very seriously their responsibility to provide public record and applies the law fairly and evenly to produce a public record timely and without um, without playing games. Something you just said, and it was pretty blunt, you said that there are public officials who don't like the public. Uh, I get the sense that sometimes there are public officials who see this as a pain in the neck or maybe some other parts of the body, um, that it causes more work and, you know, they're suspicious of why someone in the public or the media would be making the, this request. Is that accurate? Um, yes and no. There, There is a, a group of, of uh, folks that I think your description is, is actually accurate. Um, however, the majority, at least in my experience, the majority of public officials in the Commonwealth um, have, once they, you know, learned the new law, now it's, as you say, it's almost 15 Yeah, years I was going to say new law. Um, <laughs> but once they got a handle on it, um, you know, they apply the law fairly and properly. I do think that um, there is a group of, uh, there's still a mindset of fear. Somebody asked for a public record and um, whether it's a citizen or maybe a frequent flyer, which I do want to talk about that mm -hmm. a little bit as well. But a lot of times, um, you know, when a request comes in, you know, particularly if you're dealing with, uh, you know, a lower level elected official or a lower level employee, they get scared. And they think if we release this, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, but, you know, I mean, look, I think that uh, there's a lot of different components to this. And I think that, you know, one of my favorite stories, it's sad, but over in, in the central part of the state, there was a uh, there was an attorney that responded to a right to know law request. And he wrote on the edge of the margin, none of your business. And, you know, that's not the way to go. On the flip side, believe it or not, I've seen the Department of Corrections um, respond to a right to know law request that was written on a napkin. And when it came to our office, um, I couldn't even understand what they were asking for, but the Department of Corrections, despite all the volume that it had, really tried to respond to that properly. So it's a mixed bag. And I try to, in my experience, avoid the labels uh, because I do think that, um, I think that there are um, uh, many public officials that do the right thing and, and want to do the right thing under the law. And also, I think that uh, that we do have situations, we read about them, obviously, where, um, you know, there's still kind of gamesmanship and folks that aren't willing to give public record up. You refer to it as the new law, and actually, I was thinking of it the same way, but uh, it is about 15 years now. Uh, what changed? I mean, one of the things that... Uh, one of the reasons that that law was enacted was we had a problem here in Pennsylvania identifying what was public and what wasn't. I think that the history of the of the right to know law and how it came to be in Pennsylvania was really a, a result of scandals. I think it was a result of the legislative midnight pay raise. It was a result of the Joe Paterno salary scenario and a result of um, 
some of the issues that happened with some um, uh, cases, Supreme Court cases that happened here in the Commonwealth. The biggest change uh, in that uh, in the 2008 law prior was if you were a citizen asking for a record, the burden of proof on why it was a public record and why you should get it was on you all the time. And also, if you got denied a record, you appealed to the state agency so that denied you. So it's kind of like a fox in a hen house um, scenario, at least in perception. But the way that the right to know law changed that catapulted Pennsylvania very high up the charts on transparency and government is that the 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 burden of proof changed uh, to the to the agency. It's the agency that must prove why the record's not available. The presumption is that the record is open uh, under the new under this law. And the third thing is it created an independent office of open records to basically, you know, call balls and call strikes and uh, and and have some um, authority to that, some binding authority behind that. And that caused a sea change in um, in the Commonwealth. Pennsylvania used to be ranked 49th in the United States by the Freedom of Information Coalition. And uh, in those early years, it moved up as to high as 14. In one, it was five. I think that was a little uh, energetic, but you know, it moved up and, and Pennsylvania is, is considered a leader in, uh, it, with this law and the Office of Open Records and Transparency in Government. Okay, so let me, you're saying that it has worked. Broad question, how transparent is Pennsylvania government? And, and maybe I should say governments, because we're not just talking about state government, but we're talking about uh, local governments as well. Um, well, I think it's much more transparent than it was in 2008. Let's put it that way. And I think that uh, there's a lot more records. The Associated Press did a, um, a uh, they do their annual um, uh, audits, if you will. And a few years ago, Mark Scoforo of the AP did an audit showing that, uh, that the law actually worked, that there were more records released. But I do think that we should not be naive here. The bottom line is, if an agency wants to withhold or hide a record, it still can do that under this law, um, in not under the law, but that can still happen. And so I think that um, I think that we still, while we have a much more transparent um, government across the board, I believe, I believe also that there's still a long way to go. Our guest is Terry Mutchler, founding executive director of the Pennsylvania Office of Open Records, and now with a law firm in Philadelphia, where she's chair of the firm's transparency and public data practice. It is Sunshine Week in Pennsylvania. We're talking about government transparency. Uh, Terry, I have to ask, what's uh, a transparency and public data practice? Uh, what I do is I do two primary things. I assist uh, members of the media and media corporations obtain public record and train them on understanding what is and what isn't public record. And also I, I help and train uh, and represent multinational corporations who um, many times don't recognize that anytime they do business with or are regulated by a state or federal government that their records are reachable. And I help them understand what's going out the door under the law and how to protect properly confidential proprietary trademarked uh, information. Hmm. You mentioned something earlier. You used the term frequent flyers. You also talked right. about uh, a right to know request written on a napkin that the Department of Corrections tried to, to honor to find an answer for. 
So what is a frequent flyer and is that an issue? It is definitely an issue in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And I believe that unless the stakeholders take a hard look at this, it is going to undercut the state's right to know law and our access to transparency. I believe that uh, every citizen is entitled to use the right to know law and, and, and you know, should use it in a healthy um, manner and as, as many times as they need to get what they want. But I can give you examples of folks that, for example, one in Philadelphia, he filed 1500 right to know law requests and one of those had a 500 piece subpart. There's no way that an agency can handle that. And it continued and continued and it continued. Another requester in the southeastern part of the state filed 300 right to know law requests in about a month and a half. There is no, I am as pro open government as it comes. And even if I were handling those, you can't do it. I also think that if we're gonna be honest, and I know this isn't exactly a sunshine week angle, but if we're really gonna be honest about this, there are some folks um, around the Commonwealth, and I've seen them, you can go to the Office of Open Records website and read the, the names over and over again, who use the law to harass public officials. Is that a big problem? It's not that it's a big problem, and I think the majority of, uh, of requesters, as you see, are, are uh, do it in a, in a right spirit and in a right way. But if we don't address what's happening in that regard, we're going to see legislation, as we do now, where um, there's draft legislation about um, limiting vexatious, what they call vexatious requesters. Connecticut is the clear leader in, um, I would say the number one state in terms of uh, transparency and government. They started at the earliest and have been working on it. And they actually had to address this. I think if we don't address it, what's gonna ultimately happen is the more of these anecdotes that come of frequent flyers to the legislature's attention, I think they're gonna gut key components of the law. And I think that now 15 years in, if we wanna keep this law going in the right direction, we have to address that in some in some fashion. I know at one time, many of the frequent flyers, as you call them, were prison inmates. Is that still the case? Um, I believe that there's still a lot, but that's really actually not what I'm actually even addressing. Um, you know, the prison inmates have um, a unique scenario and, and there's different ways for them to obtain information. But what I'm talking about, like in the example of the 300, that was somebody that had lost a, um, a, uh, an election and was it was kind of a retribution set of filings. There's some folks out in the western part of the state that have 14 lawsuits um, uh, you know, against a township. And, uh, and even though those records have been provided in whole, there's a, you know, these are the outliers. So what I'm hoping is with these folks that we can find a way to address it so that the outliers don't end up overturning or undercutting um, a key part of this law. But the reality is for Sunshine Week, that is just one subset. The key is to make sure that government officials understand that, um, that the citizens on this government they have a right to the public records uh, of the government. And I think that we should do that, um, you know, in a, in a fair and equal way under the law. And, you know, again, I'm not so naive to think that, that this is gonna happen, you know, the law has helped, but 
this is where I really geek out, Scott, but <laughs> the Declaration of Independence actually addressed transparency and public records. And it was the fourth grievance to the king. And it, in paraphrase, said that the, they were upset with the king because he kept the public records at a distant repository from the citizens for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance. Can't tell you the number of people that will call me and say, hey, listen, I've tried to get these what are clearly public records several times and I keep getting denied. And if that's not fatiguing into compliance, I'm not sure what is. So, you know, it's been since the founding of our country and and we have a lot of work to do on this. I hope that uh, I hope that the government officials as well as the citizens that are seeking the records can keep a, you know, a level head about it. And um, and I think that we need to have more transparency in the Commonwealth even than we do now. Well, what is a solution to that without gutting the law? I mean, from what you describe, you're what you're afraid of is that lawmakers will go to the other extreme because of this. Yeah, I think that law, I think there's a risk of that um, because you, what you have is you have particularly hard hitter townships and, and sometimes even school districts where somebody will repeatedly file right to no law requests. In the case in Philadelphia, um, where the 1500, you can go to the Office of Open Records website and track this pretty easily. But when when this fellow kept making request after request after request and into the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, um, the city uh, ended up getting an injunction against the requester that he could not file right to no law requests unless he sought judicial approval. And that's what my concern is. My concern is that you have those types of situations that are not designed for the law in that way. And I don't wanna see citizens having to go to court to uh, get permission, if you will, file a right to no law request. But it does, you know, there, there are these outliers. And I think that the, the solution, there's a couple of solutions. In the overarch, the biggest solution is for public agencies to put as much public record on their website as possible. I think that when they do that, I think that it reduces, it's not that I think, I know, I've seen, it reduces the number of right to know law requests. And this is where I people criticize me on both sides with this. I actually think that when someone files a right to know law request, that request ought to also be posted on the government agency. And why I say that is when you get the folks that are filing 500 and 607 and 1500 requests and the public can see that they have a different understanding of what's happening with that agency and that that you know the, there's almost an empathy if you will so i think that pushing public record out the door is um is key putting on our website but also too i think citizens and media need to take responsibility for understanding this law I can't tell you the number of times reporters will come to me and say, I got denied X, at, you know, whatever the record is. And it's like, right, because the 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 right to know law says that is not a public record. And also the courts have backed that up. So, you know, you don't want to tilt at windmill, uh, windmills when you're when you're trying to obtain public record uh, if if or, or any record, a record that's already been deemed to be not a public record. I've seen really. I've seen. I've seen reporters come and and seek um, bank account information of a township. Now they can get how much the township has spent on certain things, but they're not going to get a bank account number. And so it's unfair to label that entity as anti-open government when they properly deny 
the release of a bank account information. Do your homework. Basically, that's the that's the best way to say yeah. it. Another topic: uh, school board meetings. I, I brought that up in the introduction. A lot of them have become chaotic in some instances as uh, there are parents who are complaining about uh, what's being taught in curriculums or books in schools. These meetings go three or four hours sometimes. Is anything being accomplished when meetings get loud, adversarial, and stretched to long hours? I mean, is that kind of taking advantage of, of transparency, if you will? Well, here's what I think on this. I think that we're in a national moment where, uh, where I think the volume at every level of government and by citizens and otherwise is turned up to a 10. So we're in a very loud um, moment in our country. Citizens need to be able to attend school board meetings, but also too, school boards need to be able to perform their governmental function. And I think that uh, the, you know what we wanna say is, look, people should be able to um, you know, express their opinion and they should be able to do that civilly. But if I had the answer to that, I would be retired from the practice of law because I would have been able to bottle and sell whatever the solution is to our national, um, to the national moment. And, and, you know, that brings up the Sunshine Act itself. We only have about a minute left. What is the Sunshine Act itself? The Sunshine Act is the law that governs um, open meetings in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. It outlines what a, an agency must do in terms of posting notice to have discussions, uh, what must be on their agendas, um, whether a citizen has a right to record a meeting, the answer to that is yes. Um, and whether or not you know a citizen uh, has an opportunity to speak at a meeting or any of those things. So the Sunshine Act governs um, um, you know how open meetings are run. And so it's a one two. You have you have the right to know law for records. You have the Open Meeting Act for government. That is transparency and as. As Dr. Rosa Everly says at, at Penn State University, you know, these functions perform the liver of the Commonwealth, if you will. It kind of keeps things clean and keeps transparency moving and open. And uh, that's what um, that's what Sunshine Week is all about. It's about reminding citizens and elected officials that the citizens own this government and that the records contained therein are are available. Public records are available to citizens. Terry Meschler, thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks for listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR and discovering all things local. I'm Scott Lamar. Have yourself a great day.